Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Speaking of lines, let's go over to the Roman guest line. Welcoming us on Bet MGM Tonight is Nick Costos, father Founding father of Wagertainment, the prop king, the sire, Nick Costos. Thank you for joining us, sir. The sire? The sire. I, think I like that. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know what it, I don't know what it means, but sure. Yeah, great to be on with you guys. What's going on, Nick and Trista? How are we doing? <laughs> we are Happy good. Thursday. Happy uh, early Christmas Eve, Festus, whatever. Yeah, how are we doing? We are great. Do you have any Festivus? Do you have any grievances that you would like to share with us tonight? Oh, yes. I got I feel like my life's pretty good. I don't really think I have any issues right now. Uh, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a little uh, the Seahawks the other night pissed me off. But uh, listen, we got a lot more bets rolling. Uh, I got a bunch of bets about to start right now. I'm pretty happy, honestly. I don't think I have any grievances there. Things could be worse. Let me ask you this: So we were watching her mannerisms on this TV screen. Mm-hmm. Debo Samuel in a ski mask with a Kyle Shanahan T-shirt. I immediately went to the sports books. And place two Debo Samuel bets. Uh, do you think there's anything to just giving Debo Samuel some some easy slants, maybe some some bubble screens because he's rocking the Kyle Shanahan tee? Well, I bet it's over receiving yards, so I hope so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would love that. Yeah, I mean, he's like, I think like there's a case to be made. Like, if you take like quarterbacks out of the equation, we look like pure football players. Like, he's probably like a top five football player in the National Football. Like, he's awesome. And uh, I actually think I know I, we bet this last week and it went over um, because he's been rushing the ball so much. His receiving yards prop is really like has plummeted um, as a result, because he's obviously making so much headway rushing the ball. Um, it was 43 and a half this morning. It was 48 and a half when we uh, when I gave it out on you better, you bet right, uh, right before we went off the air. Um, I would take it at anything under 50. Like, of course, like it runs the risk of him like running for 70 yards in the game. Like that could happen, obviously. But he could also like go over on one reception because he's awesome. So, yeah, I'm, I'm on the Debo over receiving yard. So I would love it. Let's get lots of slants for Debo Samuel tonight. Yeah, it sounds like everybody here is going to be pretty much in on Debo Samuel because I also, Nick, jumped on a little Debo Samuel prop. Let's but it go. was uh, two touchdowns at plus 600. And I bought into the shirt, the ski mask, and the eyes and the body language. And I said, you know what? He's in today. I mean, the dude's got seven touchdowns over his last five games. But the crazy thing is six of them are actually rushing. But, I mean, you're right. Like, he is such a unique talent and what surprises me is there like there's other guys that have his skill set it surprises me that more teams in the NFL don't look for somebody that they can use like a Debo Samuel or Cordero Patterson in that type of dual role yeah I mean Kadarius Tony could maybe get there if like the Giants coaches were in brain dead um I think that's what it comes down to like I think I think Kyle's a, a terrible in-game coach Kyle Shanahan when it comes to like making like in-game decisions, but he's a he's a badass coordinator, man, and like badass play caller and offensive mind. So I mean, yeah, it takes like a smart coach to be able to figure that out. Give Arthur Smith credit; he's the only one that's ever figured out how to unlock Cordaro Patterson. Um, to your again, you just mentioned that Nick obviously he's been doing great this year for Atlanta. So yeah, I mean, you mentioned he's wearing the ski mask. Hopefully, this will be a gun and ski mask special for you tonight, and you cash that bet. I mean, I, I bet Tennessee in the game, so hopefully, it's not uh, not too much for Debo. But uh, but yeah, I would love to see all of us win tonight. Yeah, what are you on tonight? Uh, I got Tennessee plus three and a half. Um, I just like uh, I may be uh, you know one of one of like the many sticks that um, that I, I do on like my various appearances and you better you bet. Uh, Moron Island is one of them. Um, Moron Island is when I and I alone am on a side of a game. So like Ken doesn't necessarily like it. Guests that we have on the show that I respect don't necessarily like it. 
Um, I think I'm on more on islands with Tennessee, and uh, I could be a loser with it. We'll see. Um, I made the game one. I, can, I can't get to three and a half. Um, I understand that the Titans are without the left side of their line and on their, on their third string left tackle. Also getting A.J. and Julio back. So, I mean, I wasn't going to have a ton of interest at three, but three and a half I'm on Tennessee. I love the over tonight. Like Ken and I both bet the over. Love the over. feel like this is probably like a number of points too low here. I think we could see a higher scoring game than people anticipate. We got the Debo receiving over I mentioned. I'm on AJ and Julio receiving overs, and I may have like overextended myself, but I got excited during the show. Julio's the one I really like because it's a lesser number. I want to say it was 36 and a half and 60 and a half with the two numbers. Julio the lesser and uh, AJ at 60 and a half. Deontay Foreman over 46 and a half rushing yards. I also kind of like Hilliard's rushing yards prop. That one's pretty low. And uh, people that listen to you better, you better know how we do this. Running back by committee, we take the guy with the longest odds to score a touchdown. Jeremy McNichols at plus 5'10". He was tackled at the one-yard line last week um, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So uh, a pizza or beer money on McNichols anytime touchdown of the other props <laughs> I just gave you. So, uh, yeah, a lot of bets for tonight on this game. All right, you need to help us out with a dilemma here. This is something we couldn't really decide on earlier in the show, and we've got a few minutes before. Actually, not much time if I actually want to make this bet. George Kittle's receiving yards. It's set at 73 and a half over his last three games. He's got 425 receiving yards and he accounts for 51% of the 49ers receiving yards over that stretch. Highest percentage of any pass catcher over that three game span. But as Trista then pointed out, the Titans defense allows what? 35 yards, five yards a game to tight ends. Even Travis Kelsey was sub 70, even with eight receptions. So do we look at the hot stretch, very historic hot stretch right now for George Kittle, or do we look at the Titans defense as what wins this battle? Um, uh, you know, like I say sometimes, like, wouldn't bet the under. Uh, I wouldn't bet the under on Kittle, but I don't know that I would bet the over. That number's been bet up, so I want to say that opened um, at, like, 66 and a half, maybe even lower than that, and it's been bet all the way up. And, like, I, I agree with the movement. Like, I would never have bet the under at that original number. I wouldn't even bet this number now, but, Nick, this is, like, you know, I, I don't think there's, like, much of an edge to be gleaned there. Like, could he go over? Sure. But I think that number is just, like, right. Um, for mm-hmm. Kittle. So, like, Tris, Trista gave you those stats. Like, she's right, obviously, because numbers don't lie, right? She gives those, those numbers out. Um, but then again, like, he's the best tight end in football right now. All apologies to Travis Kelsey. So, I, I think the number is yeah. probably right. So, uh, I'll, I'll lay off it, but, like, you want to bet the over, I'm not going to tell you not to. I mean, he's awesome, so I totally get it. Yeah, I think that's, like, the point is you can just stay away. Like, you've got an awesome tight end, and then you've got a historic it, defense, right? What do they say, a, a, a movable object and a, an emotion, emotional force or I, I don't know what the expression well, the, is. Well, the unstoppable force Unstoppa- and the immovable yeah. object. There you I go. I only know that. Because at WrestleMania 7, which was the first wrestling pay-per-view I ever watched, they said that like 15 times in the British Bulldog <laughs> Warlord match. Yeah, that's basically what we're looking at here. And I get, I am just befuddled by that because I love George Kittle. And if it wasn't for that little piece of data, I might have jumped on it too. And that's why I think uh, you can get a little overexcited sometimes mm-hmm, about props. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, Kittle, he's a beast. It hey, happens. Just hammer it. And you're like, Wouldn't oh, be the boy. first time I've done that. Wouldn't be the I first mean, time. I bet AJ. I bet AJ Brown tonight because I'm excited. I don't. I don't think like I have like an edge on the AJ Brown bet that I made sixty and a half. That was bent up like eight yards over the course of the day today. But hey, uh, you know it's almost Christmas, and uh, I want to bet. Let me so ask. Let me ask you about this Colts game. Uh, Colts defense statistically has very little weaknesses. Indy plus one hundred on the money line. Uh, they are a one point dog away to the Cardinals. Who? I mean, they've. They lost lines. I mean, D Hobbs out. So, uh, is this a trap line? What's your feel on this game? Well, I um, I do think that um, we see Indianapolis generally are one of these teams that takes tons of money on game day every single week. It happened again last week against the Patriots. 
Um, it is my thought, and you guys can, you know, that doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. Like, whether it's you two, or whether it's, like, the person listening or watching the show right now. Like, who do you think people are going to be more interested in betting on Christmas? Uh, are people going to want to bet the Cardinals team that, as you said, Trista, lost to the Lions? Or do you think they're going to want to bet Indianapolis, who everyone watched in primetime last week beat the Patriots? I think Indianapolis is going to draw a lot of interest. They always do on game days. So I think that there's a strong chance that we're going to see this game close at a pick. Maybe even Indianapolis is a small favorite. So currently, I think the number last I checked was Arizona minus one. Mm-hmm. Um, and if and when we get Arizona at plus money, um, like on the money line, plus one in the game, so I bet Arizona two days ago at plus one. But like if for people that don't have action yet or haven't, uh, don't have an uh, position yet on the game, I would wait. I actually think you'll get Arizona as an underdog in the game or at least plus money on the money line. And uh, I like Arizona. Um, I really think this number is driven by recency bias based off what we saw last week. I think Arizona should be close to a field goal favorite here. Um, Carson Wentz was able to was able to escape last week, only going five for twelve, and threw a number of interceptable passes. And like, I, I just don't think that sort of thing is sustainable. The Cardinals have the clear quarterback advantage of this game. And like, I'm not really into the narrative stuff, like for handicapping games, but like, this is a backs against the wall spot for Arizona here with the Rams and the Niners breathing down their necks. So I think you'll get a good effort from Arizona. I like the Cardinals quite a bit on, on uh, Christmas night against uh, against Indianapolis. Nick, the Chiefs are eight and a half point favorites against the Steelers. I've seen that line at some books. It was as low as around seven and a half. I think it was actually this morning. I saw it in a couple of different places. But there's a lot of questions because Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill are names that are in the COVID protocols right now. Like this has become obviously a big deal in the NBA and the NFL over the last couple of weeks. How are you either approaching it or suggesting other people approach these types of situations where there's so much that's up in the air? Do you just stay away from games that have that type of scenario with a ton of names that could be out? Well, I think we can take it on a case-by-case basis. And mm-hmm. if you'd like, you can hit me with some more after this uh, after this answer. But let's talk about that game. So um, I made the number eight and a half on uh, on Sunday night when I made my – that's what I do. I, I hit my pen and then I make numbers um, during the halftime of the Sunday night game. So I came up with eight and a half. So my number for the game with, with uh, Tyreek and Kelsey playing was Kansas City minus eight and a half. So I was all set to bet on the Pittsburgh Steelers early in the week. So then this news comes down. Now it's eight and a half. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of wait to see what happens. This is what I'm going to do. If they don't play in the game – and the number is going to stay at eight and a half. I'm probably the decision I have to make is, do I want to bet Pittsburgh? If that's going to be the number, because obviously you downgrade Kansas city without their two best players on offense, not Dave Patrick Mahomes. So if they don't play and it's eight and a half, um, I have to probably bet Pittsburgh. And I, I'm not excited to do that, but I probably have to, if they don't play in the game and it's official, like they're announced out and the number goes down to like, I don't think it would ever happen, but like if it hits six and a half, like I, I think at that point I have to consider betting Kansas city. Like once we're dancing around seven, right one of the key numbers we're talking about. Um, and if they're announced as playing and the number goes back up to 10, I'm going to bet Pittsburgh. So a little bit of a convoluted mm-hmm. answer, but it's a convoluted situation. Yeah. If you want, we can talk about some other COVID games as well. But um, I don't I don't really do like generalities with this stuff. Like I think it's like each game is its own individual puzzle piece to be, uh, to be figured out. So that's how I would approach that uh, specific one. How are you approaching, Nick, the puzzle piece of the Packers at Cleveland this weekend? They are seven and a half point favorites. Packers have been a wagon against the spread. They are probably going to be favorites for, you know, Super Bowl uh, contention. Browns are completely a mess. Um, But like you said, things are all over the place due to COVID. Uh, What's your feel on this game? Well, I think, you know, we're kind of in uncharted territory right now, right? So I think it's all about, like, risk management, right? Which is what, you know, what sports betting is a lot of. Um, I bet the Browns earlier today. Um, I decided that the risk that I wanted to take was that these guys were going to get cleared. That Baker Mayfield's going to get cleared, Jedrick Wills is going to get cleared, their left tackle, and Jarvis Landry is going to get cleared. 
Um, I could be wrong about that, but my sense is, you know, with the NFL's new COVID protocols, that these guys are all going to play in the game. That's the risk that I decided to take because I wanted to get a good number with Cleveland because it is my thought that if and when those guys all clear a protocol, this number is going to come down. I actually think it should be below six. So I think the Packers should be favored. So don't get me wrong, maybe like five, but I don't even think this should be six. So uh, I like Cleveland quite a bit. If this is going to be what the number is and the Browns are going to get their players back, I like the Browns in the game. Um, again, I'm not saying that I think the Browns are going to win just that I think the number has gone like way too far in that direction. So um, that was the risk that I decided to take. We'll see if it pays off uh, coming up as we approach the game on Saturday. Great stuff, Nick. Thank you so much for joining us and have a happy, happy holidays to you and your fam. Yeah, appreciate it for you guys as well. Merry Christmas to you and your families, to all the great listeners out there. Everybody stay safe. And of course, wishing everyone minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck.